each year, it seems like there's an increasing amount of books published on leadership. I myself have been fascinated with this topic and there is certainly a way that, that uh, you can lead effectively through any obstacle. Today we're going to learn from a great leader. In fact, he is the greatest leader who has ever walked upon this earth. Jesus Christ, the, the king of the universe, displays his greatness in this passage. I'm just going to read a portion of the passage we'll be talking about today. Mark chapter 3 verse 7 says this, Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea and a great crowd followed him. From Galilee to Judea, Judea and Jerusalem and Idumea and beyond the Jordan and around Tyre and Sidon with a great crowd heard all that he was doing, they came to him. And he was told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, lest they crush him. For he healed many, and all those who had diseases pressed around him to touch him. And whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God! And Jesus strictly ordered them not to make them known. I want us to notice in this passage, twice over, it says there was a great crowd. Seems like everywhere that Jesus went, the crowd just grew bigger and bigger to the point where it was becoming evident that they were going to crush him. No one ever heard a message, saw a miracle, experienced compassion like this. Now, not everyone who came to him had the best of intentions. Some just wanted to see the miracles. Some just wanted to hear him. But either way, there was no denying that Jesus was a great leader and drew in the crowds in awe and amazement. But notice how Jesus uses his influence and uses his greatness. He uses it to care for people. Notice in verse 10, he let people press up against him. He's healing people. Jesus was the greatest of all leaders, but make no mistake, Jesus was and still is very much approachable. There is no care too small, no hurt too deep for you to come to Jesus. Notice he isn't a great leader to gain popularity. When he was on earth, his leadership had a purpose. And that purpose 
was to seek and to save the lost. But it sounds very weird when the Lord Jesus says to these unclean spirits, okay, you're right, I am the Son of God, and then he strictly tells them not to tell anyone. Why is that? Jesus knew that these unclean messengers would proclaim that Jesus is the Son of God, the Messiah, and this would start a political battle. But Jesus didn't come to start a political battle. He came to seek and to save the lost. As we transition from verses 13 to 18, as he lists these disciples that he's going to send out. I want us to think, you know, many leadership books nowadays seem to really focus on delegating. How to empower the next generation for your future business to be successful. Well, Jesus Christ knew the importance of this principle of delegating long before these books were published. So now we move from a great crowd to the great commission in verses 13 and 18 to 18. Jesus assigns 12 men who he describes as apostles, which just means sent out ones. But notice verse 14. It shows us the brilliance of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, many managers these days love the idea of delegating. But the reason why is they just want to get rid of the work that they don't want to do. They hire some people and get them to do the busy work so that they can enjoy a comfortable life. But notice what the first thing Jesus does is he tells his disciples to be with him, to experience him, to enjoy him. He wants to effectively train them and empower them with his own presence and power. And then when they are sent out, what are they doing? They're doing the exact same thing that the Lord Jesus did. Preaching. This is the seventh time Mark records Jesus speaking of preaching or teaching. For Jesus, delegating meant the multiplication of his purpose which was to seek and to save the lost. The only way that people are going to hear this message and experience this life-changing gospel is if they hear it. He then gives the disciples the authority to cast out demons, to show people that this inward reality of the gospel has outward effects and results. Notice whom the Lord Jesus called. Now this list of names that he, he gives to the disciples, that he calls out these disciples, could be a sermon in itself. But I just want to focus in 
on one or two points here. I want us to focus in on this, how unqualified these men were. None of them were really highly educated. None of them had political power. None of them were trained by the religious establishment. They were fishermen, despised tax collectors. Or even Simon the Zealot, which essentially was from a rebellious, radical group. And yet Jesus used these men to spread his message. Here is the principle I want to leave with you. Jesus doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Our role isn't to be great. Our role is to follow the greatest leader, namely Jesus. He takes regular people like you and me to spread his message far and wide. Notice how the text ends, though. He even called Judas, who he knew was going to betray him. To borrow the words of Genesis 50, Judas meant it or intended Jesus evil, but Jesus intended it for good. For if Jesus didn't call Judas, prophecy would not be fulfilled by betraying Jesus, the Messiah, for 30 pieces of silver. And this, my friends, gives us a hint of what Jesus is ultimately going to do, the way he's ultimately going to seek and to save sinners. And that is not just merely proclaiming the gospel, but establishing sins forgiven by becoming sin so that we can have the righteousness of Christ. Dying upon a cross. The Lord Jesus was betrayed by Judas, abandoned by his own, and endured the wrath of God. And in doing so, he took our sins. And if you're in Christ, your sins. The greatest leader makes the greatest sacrifice so that we can enjoy the greatest and only salvation through Jesus Christ. This message is so great, so glorious, that after he raises from the dead, he gives his disciples an even greater commission. And this time, it includes you and it includes me. Let me close by quoting our great leader Jesus Christ in Matthew 28. And Jesus said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. God bless and have a wonderful week.